Asking the right questions will unlock your best life. They are the keys to enjoying more clarity, passion, balance, and confidence. Hi, I'm Todd Parker. And I'm Bridget Sampson. We're certified executive and life coaches, communication professors, trainers, consultants, and most importantly, parents. We're also dear friends who love diving into those deep conversations about life, relationships, family, and careers. All things about being a curious and compassionate human on this planet. So please join us, and we know you'll find something valuable that resonates with wherever you are on your journey. So here you are listening to a podcast called The Right Questions, and that tells us a lot about you already. Not only are you intrigued by the idea of asking the right questions, but you're also someone who's interested in learning and growing. That's right. You're a seeker like us. You're craving wisdom. Right. You make time in your day to nourish your mind. You like to challenge yourself with new ideas, new experiences, new situations, and new people, just like we do. And we thank you for choosing to allow us to be part of that journey. So Todd, what do you think is the biggest question in our listeners' minds right now? Well, I know what my first question would be, what's in it for me? What in this podcast, what in this experience is going to benefit me? Sounds like the right question for the moment. And here's the great thing. I have an answer for it. You ready, Bridget? Yes. You ready? Yes. You at home, listen in. Here's the answer to the question. The quality of your questions determines the quality of your life. I'm going to say that again. The quality of your questions determines the quality of your life. And we're here encouraging you to develop what we call the questioning habit to become a more curious person on this planet. And we're not saying that we're the experts who know all the right questions, or even that a particular question is right or wrong. No, no, not by any means. But what we will give you are the tools you need to ask the right questions for yourself, for a situation, for a particular topic, for the people involved, the right question for the moment. So let's look at this process of discovering the right questions as a voyage that we'll all take together. And for us as coaches, professors, and consultants, Todd, we know that the foundation of all of our work is powerful, insightful, challenging questions. Exactly. Powerful questions are our currency. And we recognize that there's this, you know, this strange thing that happens when you ask yourself a question, right? You have this similarly strange habit of answering the question. So we better ensure that our questioning habit is sharpened and honed. Because when you're sitting there asking yourself, yes, you at home sitting there asking yourself, why me? Why does this always happen to me? Why is it so unfair? When will this just end? The thoughts, the feelings and emotions that are going to follow those types of questions are far different than those that would follow questions like, what's the lesson here? What can I shift? What do I have control over to make sure this doesn't happen again? What's another perspective I can choose on this? Or how would my best self show up here? Yes, love those questions. So what we plan to do is to offer our professional wisdom, the wisdom that we've acquired, but we're also going to share very real personal stories from our own lives to show how our habit of questioning has fueled major transformations for each of us personally. 
And for this first episode, we decided to each pick a really powerful question that we use regularly in our own self-inquiry process. And it's going to be a question for each of us that really guided our choices through difficult times or times where we had a big decision to make that we were really struggling with. Absolutely. So let's dig into some of those juicy stories and hear, you know, specifically what these questions are. Bridget, are you cool? You want to, do you want to start? Can I ask you a couple, couple questions? I'm ready. Go for it. All right. So if you could please tell us, I guess first just reveal the question that you wanted to talk about today. Yeah, it was tough, I have to say, because Todd, you and I have so many questions that we love and that we talk about all the time. (laughs) But really, the one that I kept coming back to and that I use pretty much every day now is, what do I want to think about this? Okay. And the reason is because we know that there are so many situations in life that in the moment, we just have no control over. We can control a lot of things, but sometimes there are just those no control areas, right? It could be something that someone else says or does in the moment. It could be being in a pandemic. It could be a disaster. It could be a surprising revelation, something that someone says that you weren't expecting, right? It's endless. Things that we have no control over that just happen in the world and that impact us, right? Right. So we don't always get to choose what those experiences are going to be, but we get to choose what we think about them. So it sounds so simple, but for me, a huge really important guiding question is, what do I want to think about this? And not to just fall into default thinking, automatic, old thoughts about other situations that were similar, and to really be intentional about what I choose to think. Right. That's exactly what I was just thinking, intentional, that you might not have control over the circumstance or situation, but you certainly have control over your mind always and can choose different thoughts about a person or a situation. Wow. Wow. That's powerful. Okay. So what's the example then? What's the story that you brought for us where this question really, you know, served as, as a, as a guiding force for you? Can you tell us about it? Yeah, I would love to. And It's really the biggest event that ever happened in my life. And I'm 52, so I've had some experiences in life, right? (laughs) A few, a few, you know, couple. Yeah, a few. I've experienced some things. But this happened three and a half years ago, and it came out of the blue, never expected, rocked my world. My child at 19, who I had always thought with 100% certainty was my son, informed me three and a half years ago that she's actually my daughter. So my daughter, Jackie, is transgender. And I'm an advocate, an ally. I believe strongly in equal rights for all and really have seen myself as someone who was very educated. But this was so unexpected, Todd. We had no idea. There were no signs. I've learned since that that's a more common experience, that there are no signs. You, you just don't know. It can come out and come to the surface at any point. So where I immediately went in my thinking, as you can imagine, was to a lot of fear, so much fear. What will her future be? How will she get a job? How will she have a relationship? How will she transition and ever be able to live life as as a woman, even though I knew that that was true and that, that this was real and this was her identity and she was sharing something with me that I wanted to support her in and to be the best mother I could. I went to a lot of fear and a lot of terrified thoughts, negative thinking. 
So I went into panic mode, really. I also had a lot of thoughts about the statistics that I know, 40% of transgender people attempt suicide and large percentage of people face job discrimination and all of the things that there were to worry about. But that wasn't how I wanted to show up for Jackie. I knew that she had enough to deal with and worry about and face. And I consistently asked myself, what do I want to think about this, right? I couldn't always get out of the negative thinking, which by the way, we're not saying that you can always instantly change a negative thought to a positive thought. It often takes a lot of work and a lot of coaching, a lot of self-coaching. For me, I worked with my coach and I had a lot of coaching because I was in a coaching program at the time. And so I remember one of my coaches, I was sharing with one of my coaches that my persistent thought was her life is going to be so much harder. Her life is going to be so much harder. And she said to me, what if you could believe the thought her life is going to be so much easier? And that moment shifted everything for me because I said, that's true. A life where you're not living as your authentic self is a really hard life. So even though, right, her transitioning will bring certain hardships, her life will actually be easier than living a lie. So I embraced that. I held on to it. And that thought got me through a lot. And I decided to think, my daughter is brave. I'm proud of my daughter. I love her. I support her. I am her mother, right? That's all that matters is that I want to be there for her. And so for me, that guiding question changed everything and got me through that time. And now we're on the other side of it and we're educating people and we've developed our own school called Transgender School where we're doing courses and we've got groups that are following us and learning. We're all learning together. So we've come full circle, but I have to say that question really made the difference for me. Well, one, what a an event that shakes you to your core, right? The, something that you just could have never anticipated and here it was. And it's such a beautiful story because it's filled with, you use the word authentic a few times, it's filled with your own authenticity about your fears and a recognition of those fears and how you moved past them, right? Honestly moved past them, that you entertain the idea of all the harm that could come, but were able to move yourself with that powerful question to a place of, I love my daughter, Right. I'm proud of my daughter. Living a life that's not authentic is no life to be led. And threw in behind her. And it's just, it's such a, we take so much from the story, but we also take so much from the spirit with which you uh, uh, approached it. So th- there's a lot of beauty in that. Wow. Thanks for, sh- Thank for sharing that. Yeah. Thank you, Todd, for that reflection. That gave me some new insight on it as well. So thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to share that story. You know, and I know uh, we've talked about this before, certainly, but I always, I learn new details and new insights about your experience with it each time we talk about it. And so for, for the listeners out there, for you, uh, I'm glad they, they, they got to share in that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, okay. So their personal example, what do I want to think about this? What thoughts do I want to choose about this? What do I want to think about this? Where did that show up for you in your professional career? How did that question guide you recently in the past? How does that apply? It applies every single day, to be honest with you. (laughs) As you know, Todd, as an entrepreneur, I have my own business and 
Thankfully, you work for the business and are our superstar consultant and coach. And every day I face what feel like failures and rejection and losses and going after projects and marketing strategies and attempts that that don't work and many that do work, right? But I have to constantly ask myself, what do I want to think about this and to choose thoughts about this is a good lesson and what can I take from this? And oh, I learned that this isn't the best marketing approach and let's try something something a little different next time, right? So Absolutely. for me, the the one that comes to mind that that I think a hopefully a lot of people can relate to would be the pandemic, right? So many of us struggled in the beginning and have been struggling to keep our businesses going. If we have businesses to keep our jobs, to keep, to be able to earn a living in an environment where everyone, almost everyone has to work from home, right? Many of us who never would have imagined working entirely from home. So when the pandemic started, my persistent thought was, the business can't survive this. There's just no way. We, as you know, Todd, we had a slew of in-person trainings that our big clients had hired us to travel far and wide to deliver as as trainers, as very seasoned trainers. And all of those were canceled all at once in an instant. Right. And that was going to be a big part of our revenue for the coming months. And so I had to really face the thought, my business is not going to survive this. And I've struggled with that for quite some time. I worked on it. And over time, after asking myself repeatedly, what do I want to think about this? I came to the thought, my business can survive if I completely pivot and change it. And we need to do virtual training. We need to learn. We need to be in courses. We need to be offering free workshops out there in the public so that people see what we're doing and see that we can do virtual training and virtual coaching and programs And I want to say that I just want to throw in here that the self-coaching model that I learned in my coaching program, one of my coaching programs, the Life Coach School, teaches us that our thoughts create our feelings, which shape our actions. So when I had the thought, my business will never survive this, guess how that made me feel? Completely tired and exhausted and lazy and defeated. And my action would be nothing. (laughs) Sit around and spin my wheels, right? But when I was able to, over time, again, with coaching and self inquiry, ask myself, what do I really want to think about this and get to the thought, okay, we can survive if we pivot and we try to figure out how to turn into a virtual business. I felt motivated and energized and I moved into action and I took action and we did free workshops and we reached out to our clients in new ways and we offered virtual programs and our business is doing better than ever. It's thriving. So that question really helped me get through that time. Wow. Yeah. Well, I've certainly remember that time. I've been an intimate part of that time. And I remember us (laughs) having, you (laughs) you know, those conversations about how to pivot and the new ways we had to envision ourselves as coaches, as consultants, as trainers, and how we were going to still add the value that we knew uh, uh, we wanted to share, but to do it in a whole new way. Exactly. Exactly. So I really hope that my question, even as simple as it is, is helpful for you, the listener, (laughs) to really catch your thoughts. Think about what are they creating for you? How are they making you feel? And what kind of action are they driving? And to ask yourself, what do I really want to think about this situation? And what thoughts will serve me to take the action that I really want to take in this situation? It strikes me that thoughts are prophetic. And we talk about um, self-fulfilling prophecies. You can have a prophecy go any which way, right? It's the thought guides the rest of it. So 
best be best be certain that our that our thoughts are um, directing us where we want to go and be well aware if they're not. Exactly. Exactly. That that honestly has been the most powerful revelation for me in the last few years of my life. And it, it has helped me get through a lot. So, Todd, let's turn to you. <laughs> you have got a lot of really powerful stories. I can't wait for you to share your lessons with the audience. And you came up with your own question, which I love. So how about if you tell us your question and then we move into some examples from your life? Absolutely. Yeah. So um, the question that I brought for all of us today to consider, and it's been a guiding force in my own life, helping keep me both focused and very intentional. You used that word earlier, Bridget, intentional during tumultuous times in my life. Uh, Two of the most tumultuous times, actually. The first involving a career shift. So the question that I have is, what choices can I make now that I'll be proud of in 10 years? I love that question, Todd. It's so powerful. It, it really hits me deeply. I can say that if I had asked myself that question at various points in my life, I would have made different choices. So tell us more. Well, I, I guess I want to start by just sharing a, the professional example. I'll flip it. In, what was it? Oh, I want to say around 2008, the music business was going through a very difficult transition coming out of uh, downloading and business model was a little bit um, shifting. And we were trying to Mm -hmm. understand what was going to happen with music. Um, At the same time, I was facing somewhat of like an existential crisis right in conjunction with that, in that I was um, searching for meaning that I wasn't fully getting from my role as as an A&R guy in in music publishing. And before that, um, having an independent record label and being an A&R guy. All of that was wonderful. It came with amazing uh, perks and colleagues, and it was lots of fun. There was you know, lots of excitement and money and just all the things that you could think of that go along um, with the music business and a career in the music business. Yet it, I was left a little unfulfilled. I should say a lot unfulfilled. Uh, and yeah. that's no knock on the music business. I have close friends and uh, uh, that are still thriving and should be thriving because they're so talented and amazing and what I call lifers, right? They were lifers. There was nothing else that they could have been doing or could be doing than the job they're doing today. And they're marvelous at it. And I love them for it. And at the same time, I realized while I was with all of them that it just wasn't wasn't for me, that there was something else that I needed to find. And so listening to that little voice that was talking to me saying there's something else out there, I did make the very difficult decision to leave the music business, to leave a career I'd been building for a decade and had a lot of fun and success in, but to go back to school and make a career shift to I didn't know what so this, the future was unwritten. It was unknown. I was thinking I might be a college counselor. Then I had a, a mentor kind of recommend being a teacher. So I, I, I courageously dabbled into that. But right to leave the music business and go be like a teacher where I had to go back to school and get <laughs> my, I had to finish my AA, right? I had to take a PE class at community college at, as a 28, 29, 30 year old, whatever I was. Uh, so wow. it just sounded like wow. just the most daunting task. It just it seemed impossible actually to me. But when I use the question, right, what choices can I make now that I'll be proud of in 10 years? you know, to answer that honestly is what guided me back to school. It's what, how I found myself back in a classroom 
then teaching, then, you know, as you know, Bridget, approaching you in some odd, weird coffee, <laughs> taking you out for coffee way and then slipping <laughs> you my, my resume, right? It's the way I found yes. my way into consulting. And so at the time, I was very trepidatious to even make the move because I said it, I thought it was all going to be a waste of time as well. But what I realized in making that choice and answering that question, what choices can I make now they'll be proud of in 10 years, it was to leave. And in leaving, I, like your story, Bridget, started to live more authentically, right? I started to live an existence that was more aligned with who I believed myself to be and what I, how I wanted to be contributing to the people and to the planet. And so really that time wasn't a waste. It was uh, like a decade in the school of hard knocks, you know, that, that sense, right? It was, it was, it wasn't school. It was business and every interaction possible I could think of happening with every walk of life. Cause it's the music business and there's a lot of characters in it, right? A, you know, in a fantastic way. So really what I'm now able to do coming full circle is take all of that insight, all of the time I spent deal making and of relationship building and networking and communicating, right? All of that insight and apply it now, bring it to bear to do exactly what I want to do on the planet, which is leave people better than I found them, right? I consider myself, my, my goal in life is to do just that, leave others simply better than I found them. So whether it's consulting, whether it's coaching, whether it's with my students, asking that question allowed me to, as I would say, fulfill my real passion and what I was, what I'm here to do, which is um, contribute to the, the positive growth and development of others. Wow, Todd, that that's such a powerful story. I know I've heard it before, but each time I get new pieces of it and it always moves me, it's such a bold, courageous, scary thing to do, to leave all that behind. The things that people aspire to be their whole lives and have their whole lives and to say, I'm going to let all this go because it's just not for me. That's such a powerful decision. And that guiding question of how you'll feel about it in 10 years, I, I can just see how that question could really make all the difference at a time like that. And and I just want to say selfishly that I am so glad that you made that decision <laughs> and that you came to me and said, I think what you do is really interesting and I may, I'd like to do it with you. And I thought you were crazy. <laughs> I was like, who is this person? You know, and then we started talking about Eckhart Tolle and all our philosophy That's and we right. got into right. conversations just like this eight or so years ago. And here we are today. I cannot imagine the company without you. I cannot imagine doing all this alone. I mean, you're such a huge part of everything that we do and we do so many amazing projects together. And, and I'm so glad that you made that decision. And it was, I don't know that I could have made it. I don't know that I would have had the courage to leave so much to go for something so unknown, but your trust in being authentic and direction that felt right to go in light of what you believed would make you proud in 10 years turned out really, really nicely for all of us, I must say. <laughs> well, I can tell you, when I thought of myself then, I thought I really did try project myself 10 years down the road. What would I think of my myself of staying? And it wouldn't have been a hard, it would have been horrible to stay, right? It would have been mm -hmm. a, a different life, but I'm very happy. I'm content. I should say with the decision I made that it's, it's afforded me and allowed me not just the impact, but the time with my family. It's given me a lot in making that shift. So I, I'm 
thank you for for saying the word courageous. It felt courageous at the time. And seeing the 10 years down the road, because I'm living it right now, I could say it was a good choice. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So thank goodness for the question. Yes. <laughs> and I'm curious now, Todd, how you've applied that question in your personal life. And I know you've had some very challenging, very difficult times. And that question has really helped you during those times. So I'm I'm happy and thankful that you're going to share what you're about to share, because I think for me, it is one of the most profound examples of the power of questions that I've ever heard of anyone I know. So Todd, will you well, share the story? Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll just jump right into it. In, in 2016, and I'll try to keep it Concise. There's a, there's a lot of different parts of the story, and I'm sure um, other parts will come out at other times, but I'll try to keep it real brief and concise. In 2016, things were definitely getting difficult in my marriage at that time of 10 years. And even though I'd been with this woman my entire adult life, I met her while I was still in college, just before my 21st birthday. It, but in 2017, it became very clear that we would be better off as neighbors and so we chose to dissolve our marriage. I had to come to terms with the fact that my marriage was ending, that this was going on literally in conjunction as my as we were going away and celebrating my parents' parents' 50th wedding anniversary. That was my example. That's why I share that, because divorce was never fathomable in my mind. It was something so foreign and distant, it wasn't an option. So to be living it felt very surreal. My concern in all of this, though, was not really about myself. I, I was pretty, pretty okay knowing I'd be, I, I was hurt, but I knew I'd be okay. I knew I'd be fine. But my concern really rested, you know, solely with my kids who at the time were uh, two and five. I knew and was intimately the research about kids who come from divorced families, right? Broken homes, behavior issues, drug abuse, problems at school. And I really thought my kids would never forgive me. I thought they would absolutely hate me forever. I would catch myself with very dark stories, what I call bad tapes playing in my head of, you know, my children just unable to have healthy, loving relationships in the future, that they wouldn't be able to hold a job. They wouldn't be able to even find joy in their lives. And Bridget, as you pointed out earlier, none of these thoughts were serving me or my kids in any positive or productive way. They were just very taxing and trying. So through this difficult and, and trying process, the question really that I kept coming back to was that same question. It was the thing that kept me grounded and it kept me healthy, right? What choices can I make now that I'll be proud of in 10 years? And really, it was choices with time, choices with energy, choices with money, language, behavior, choices with my ex, choices with the kids. I mean, the in-laws, holidays, and those of you... You know, you out there listening, experienced divorce, you understand what I'm talking about. There's a lot going on. And so there was so much going on that it was vital for me to have intentional, as you used the word earlier, thoughtful, productive questions that would anchor me, to help me feel grounded as I felt myself spinning and feeling very overwhelmed. As we wind down 2020, though, Bridget, and we're looking forward to 2021, we are looking forward to 2021. Yep. My kids, I'm happy to report my kids are healthy. They're thriving within the confines of COVID, of course, you know, we're, but we found a lot of joy in being together, but that's a story for another time. I have a healthy 
relationship with my love, Cece, right? My partner. My kids adore her. She adores them. They have a, just a, a budding and amazing relationship. The kid's mom, she lives down 10 houses down the street. She also has a thriving relationship. She has a happy, healthy home. So we're proud of ourselves. We think we've turned around what was definitely a woeful and incredibly unfortunate situation. And really the way we talk about it now is we're just a larger family with even more love and even more to share with each other. We've just expanded. But I'll tell you, Bridget, because I, again, I'm living 10 years down the road now. Well, not from that decision, but the point is I'm living the other side of what it would be like to make choices that I'd be proud of in 10 years. I know I am the only person that really has to live with me. So I can say I'm, I'm proud of the choices I made through a really emotionally trying and difficult time. I wasn't always perfect, but I'm proud of what went on and I'm proud of what uh, my, my ex and I have done to uh, better everybody's lives in the process. Todd, I have to say that I remember that time. I remember what you were going through. My heart was breaking for you. I, it just seemed so difficult. It's something that I have not been through. I've been married a long time and for another episode, you know, my marriage has been an up and down roller coaster and we wrote it out and we're here. Not that everyone should do that. Everyone should not necessarily do that. But I was so terrified of getting divorced and that that would just be the end of, of my life and my joy. And to see how all of you have just thrived and built beautiful relationships together and with new family members and how all of you just love these kids and your relationship with your kids. I've gotten to see up close. You even brought one of your kids on one of our work trips because you That's had a right. family That's member right. out of town and we got to be on the plane together and traveling together and to see how much your kids adore you and how the oh, the divorce and the fallout of the divorce, you know, I don't see it at all because it, there's been so much love and so much support and the the new members of the of the gang have been brought in in such a mindful um, way and a careful way. And you, I know you took so much time and care with all of that. It's just so beautiful to see the example of what's possible, right? Even in a divorce situation. And, and I hope that if you're one of our listeners out there and you're going through this or you're going through something really difficult, that this question helps you because just as Todd said, it really struck me when he said it was about me being proud of myself. We want to be proud of who we are in the world. We want to be able to look back and say, wow, that was a really difficult time, but I made the choices that that were the best I could possibly do with what I had at the time. And I'm proud of the way I reacted and the choices I made. So Todd, thank you for sharing that. I know, you know, for both of us, our personal examples and experiences aren't always easy to share and relive, but we really want to do that with in this conversation with our listeners, with you, our listener, you, just you. We want to know that we know you're listening and we're sharing these stories because we know that you're going through a lot and we know that you have your own experiences in life where these questions could really make a difference for you. And that's the reason that we're here discussing this with you. And we're really, really honored to be doing that. So in our final words, I would say we really want to turn this around to be all about you, not about us at all. 
So in the next two weeks, we ask you to recognize situations when you're feeling really stressed or something seems incredibly difficult or you're stuck in making a decision that seems impossible to make, right? And think of the two questions we've offered here today. Think of those questions, pick one of them and ask yourself that question and answer it honestly and see where it leads you. See when you answer it honestly, the challenge will be, of course, then acting on your answer, right? But asking the right question is is the essential first step. So my question is, as a reminder, how do you want to think about this? And as you know, I offered the question, what choices can I make now that I'll be proud of in 10 years? I mentioned it earlier, and I'll say it again. Since our thoughts are prophetic, the questions, and specifically the right questions, are there to prompt new thoughts, thoughts that weren't previously there, creativity, ingenuity, productive problem solving, right? The question, and I'll say it again, the right question is there as a prompt to shift and shake you up, shift your thinking and put you on a different path, the path that gets you to your goals quicker and um, with, you know, perhaps a, a little less strife and a little more, a little more fun. All right. So Bridget, any final thoughts? Just want to thank you, Todd, for always being a fantastic conversational partner. I love every talk we have. And I really want to thank you, our listener, for being here and listening in. I really hope that these questions are helpful for you. And I loved sharing how they've helped me. Same. We share and we're going to we're going to have a new question each week, as you said, and we share with the goal and the hope that you'll take what was offered and apply it in your own life, that it could be something that unlocks that new chapter for you or that gets you unstuck from that place you've been. This was so much fun. It's been an honor to be here and share some time with you. We're looking forward to seeing you next time. Please, until then, make good choices and be good people. Hey, thanks for listening to the Right Questions podcast. We hope this episode sparked something that fuels your own inquiry and transformation. If you like what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. If you want to learn more about the work we do and how it can benefit you, check out our website, sampsoncoachingandconsulting.com. And connect with me on Instagram at the Bridget Sampson. And you can find me at Todd Parker Official. We'll catch you next week. Until then, dare to ask the right questions.